Aperture Priorities, show number three, getting ready for spring photo shoots. Welcome to the Aperture Priority Podcast, an Avila Studios production where it's all about photography and fun. Now open up that aperture and let some creative light in. Aperture Priority Show Number Three, the official one, and uh, now I I'll remember this week we have uh, show notes that I'll be putting on the uh, website. So my name is Tony Avila, and today I have with me again joining me my good friend David. Hey Tony, how you doing, big guy? You're looking pretty good over there with that nice little hat on and everything. Yeah, it's good to be back. It's been a couple of weeks. We've been kind of busy doing our own thing. Yeah, I've been trying to get rid of these technical gremlins and. I'm fighting off this stupid head cold, so it's not fun being here in the spring in a valley with a head cold. Well, that's because you're a pansy. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. Um, my girlfriend got it, and I got it from her, and now I don't know where you got it, but you got it. Congratulations. You're part of the club. There's a jacket and a sweatshirt and everything. Yeah. Well, I I did get a chance to go out this weekend, uh, or actually the about a week and a half ago and test the uh that Godox eighty two hundred with uh Jade up in uh Yokel Valley and that came you know, that worked out pretty good. I did run into an issue with the Godox that uh I knew I'd find something with it. I knew the honeymoon would be over. It has this bare bulb that you attachment mm-hmm. and it has four prongs that, you know, you snap it into this one thing and you slide it into uh this uh flash you broke up wrong well no uh it the thing you attach it to you know they basically put a red dot in it and then the bulb has a red dot so logically red dot to red dot right yeah well whoever marked the bulb and all they did looks like with a red marker Mm -hmm. they marked it on the wrong spot (laughs) so i was trying to put it in there and i'm like wait a second i figured i'm gonna break this and then i took it out and i was looking at it and it's like no they didn't and then i turned it one and slid it right in and i was like oh great so i'm gonna have to clean it off i think it's wrong on the bulb but until i get another i want to buy another one and make sure and then i'll clean it off with probably some distilled uh uh uh, what do you call that uh alcohol Mm -hmm. hopefully it won't mess anything up but you know, I was I was rather disappointed. You figured in today's world, they couldn't they couldn't you know, or e- even put the four prongs like in a half uh, arc or something. But no, it, it's it's a red dot that somebody puts. So somebody was probably you know hung over on quality control that day. You have one job, Gary. One job. So you figured, well, they they did it wrong. But you know, again, you know, so it it, it was. It was one of those things, so little things. And I knew I'd find something because, you know, Godox is uh, infamous for maybe their quality in the beginning wasn't the greatest, but they've gotten better. So I still have my high hopes that I'm going to like this product. Right, right. So I'm going to move on and, you know, did the shoot. It was an eventful day up there. You know, bicyclists, you know, you got to watch out for those guys. They're sneaky and quiet. Ugh. 
but you know it was it was it was fun so I, I i got to go out and you know the funny thing is i've put about close to 500 shots through that and the lithium batteries maybe still got a quarter of power because i haven't shot them at full mm-hmm. and i'm like wow that's pretty good you know it comes with a rechargeable lithium battery so right so that worked out pretty well so you know again uh, you know other than the prong thing, and I'm glad I didn't break it, but it did work, so I'm happy about that. Just don't break it. Don't yeah, drop it. I know. And and I, I'm going to order a new uh, soft box for it, but we'll get a little bit more to that later in the show. But anything new with you? Um, I've been doing more headshots lately. I've gotten a couple models, and I've gotten uh, one male, too, which was fun. Uh, surprisingly, I'm really enjoying doing this. I'm getting some good quality photos out of it. Um, so there's that. Plus, um, I recently cleaned out my garage a little bit. I kind of had to. And uh, <clears throat> I found some of my old constants from way back when, and I knew nobody would want them, so I ended up just throwing two out of three of them away, and I'm keeping the last one just for in case I ever need it for something. I don't know what. So I, I kind of down or I kind of got cleaned up my equipment a little bit. Now it's all situated in a nice little spot, and that's going to help me for when I have a model and whatnot come over, and mm-hmm. I can set up within, you know, I can cut the time by five, ten minutes, which doesn't sound like much, but it's an extra time to have, you know, a couple drinks of soda, water, or, you know, what what have you. It's just, it's nice to have everything situated the way you would like it, mm-hmm. or close to it. That's good, that's good. And of course, this being spring break, as you well know, um, I have a busy week ahead of me. I have at least five uh, shoots. Most of them are going to be headshots. Two of them will be with new models I've never worked with. Okay. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Well, let's move on. I've been uh, looking out to, let's see what's new in the photo world. And then something caught me off guard. Uh, I'm not a big, I can't say I'm a big Sony fan. It's just, I don't know if you ever use their cameras. They're the A7 series. It's just not like they're not bad cameras. They're not sexy, you know. They're kind of it's it's hard to describe, you know. I I don't I wish they would just hire somebody to you know uh, redesign the camera, you know. Just the you know, I use the Fuji XT1, and I love how Fuji d- gets this retro look out of their cameras, and they're really cool and they're high quality made cameras and lenses. The Sony stuff just—it's just weird, but they introduced the Sony A7 III. It's about you know two thousand dollar camera, and it kind of caught me off guard because they came—they came out with the A7 R3, so they must be revamping you know their their top end line, and I guess this is more of their you know baseline. You you get into their uh, A7 series, so. I don't know. It's just interesting, you know. Uh, I've tested one of their cameras once up in the mountains. And uh, one thing that I was disappointed with, you know, it had a kit lens. Okay, it's a kit lens. But when I was using it and I brought the the images back up, when I br- brought them into Lightroom, the, uh, the images, uh, I shot on white balance, on auto white balance. I figured, okay, I wanted to see how, you know, how it could handle the thing. And I didn't, you know, I didn't read the instructions to learn how to custom make one using their system. So, 
And I found that it shot really on the warm side. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a Sony lens. So I was like, hmm, okay. But when I was up there, uh, I was doing a model shoots and the models were getting ready. So I went downstream and I put it on a tripod and I uh, tried the video. I was videotaping the water as, you know, heading downstream. And I figured, okay, let's see. You know, everybody talks about their video. So I, I did do a test shoot. And I was shocked, you know, and I'm not a video guy. I was really blown away by the quality of vi- the video. Okay. But, you know, I'm not a video guy. Right. So, so, I mean, for a photographer, that doesn't mean too much. Yeah. So, other than that, you know, it's just one of those cameras. I don't know. When I look at their lenses, they're they're a bit on the high side of price. And they're kind of big. If, if these mirrorless cameras are supposed to be designed where you could use smaller lenses, where you can design the, these newer lenses smaller, I look at their lenses. Like one guy we need to get in here is Pet, because I know he uses their stuff. It's just kind of, uh, I don't know, I, I look at their lens. They're, they're huge, so you got this skinny little body, and you got this huge lens, so I can't see where it balances right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was something. Then I see Fujifilm came out with the X-H1. That's like a $1,900 camera. I do like Fuji. I don't know for a mic, you know, they're not micro four thirds. They're the crop sensor. It's a little on the high side, but I guess it's, to me, I find it. But I know it's mainly to do video again. It seems like a lot of these cameras now, everything's made both stills, video, it just well, fine. I mean, they're yeah, they're condensing everything. It, gone are the days where you're going to get your 35 millimeter Minolta, and then you're going to go out and go get the, the uh, shoulder mounted yeah. camcorder that would take VHS and or Beta if you're really old school. Uh, those days are gone. So they're, I mean, look at our phones. You don't use them as a telephone anymore. You use them for everything but calling. Matter mm-hmm. of fact, people get annoyed if you call them on their phone. So yes. everything's being condensed uh, to the point to where. Uh, I think it's a good thing. Uh, so if you are a videographer and you want to tr- see if you're any good at photography, you have that option right there in front of you and vice versa. You wanted to do some uh, video of the stream. You had the chance right there because it was part of the system that you already had. Yeah. So, I mean, just because you don't use it doesn't mean it's not a bad thing. Uh, it, it's I, I think I appreciate that about uh, technology, how it's evolving. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Then let's see what else. I figure I found this. I figured it's not out yet, but it's the Canon Speedlight 470EX. It's got some kind of AI that automatic. Here's it says AI automatically pivots to create an optional angle for bounce flash. I'm assuming you would have to be in autofocus then because I don't see how it would be able to otherwise. Unless, yeah, yeah I can't see how. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I I was reading about this, so it's. I think it's for pre-order. It's a four hundred dollar flash. So I don't know if it's Canon just coming out with something. Say, look, we're being innovative. New, new, new flash. New. It's four hundred. It's shiny. Is. Yes. So it's like okay. Then let's uh, let's go to Adobe. I knew they were going to raise the subscription, but I was surprised uh, they didn't raise it. For the photography, and I, I I didn't see that. So you pay; it's like ten bucks a month. Yeah, like nine ninety nine. I believe nine ninety nine. Yeah, but on my end, it went up. 
it didn't go up as much as I thought. I know in the first show I was griping about them a lot. <laughs> it went up. I thought it was going to go up $10, so it went up $3 a month. It starts <gasps> not $3. $3. $36 a year. Oh, that's one less case of beer you can yeah. buy, sir. Well, you know, the funny thing is I what what gets me is they uh you you could buy the regular Adobe Photoshop without Lightroom. It's kind of dumb. It's like it's like nineteen dollars a month. It's like why do it? Get, get the photo package. Yeah, you know, even the, though the, you'll, if you're like me, you'll yeah. never use Lightroom because it's an evil. But but get, but use but get it for ten bucks. Might as well. You don't even have to download it. It gives you the option whether or not to download it. Yeah. So I I look at it, you know, because being a graphic designer all these years and being so long with Adobe, it's why can't they just give me a, a different deal i just need the basic three but then again i i did my taxes this week past week and i didn't have enough write-offs so i i guess i I can't gripe anymore so what you're hoping for is that adobe gives you like a grandfather deal that you've been using it so long like people who've been using for 10 plus years should get like five percent off or or a better or or different or customizable stuff yeah yeah Give me a price for the basic three package and let me choose because I, I just use Illustrator, Photoshop, and InDesign. I don't care about the rest. I do use Acrobat, but Acrobat's kind of one of those they just throw in. I don't use Premiere. You know, I have Apple's uh, Final Cut Pro, so I, I, I don't need Premiere. I don't need all this other stuff. I don't need... Uh, What's the audition that does the audio? So they have all these things, which is great, but I don't utilize all of it. You don't need it. Yeah, so it's kind of like, I don't know. I just wish they would, or at least give me the option to buy and and let me update in a couple of years. Mm -hmm. Because honestly, you know, for Illustrator, a lot of the stuff they put in, I, I really don't see any benefit of the newer stuff they're Basically, every time there's an update, it seems like all they do is shuffle things around in the menu that I have to go back and look for. So it's like, okay. I've been happy with the Photoshop updates. They haven't changed much at all. Yeah, I uh, at least I found... I haven't updated because everything I have right now is working good. I have a 2009 uh, Mac Pro, and it's getting long in the tooth, but it works great and everything. It's got 32 gigs of RAM. I'm afraid to update anything because uh the adobe stuff i see sometimes it gets finicky you update and then you notice it's slower so it's like well what are they doing so so i'm, I'm gonna hold off for as long as i can but that's that's kind of like what i saw what was more interest this week or this actually some of the stuff's been out for a couple of weeks since since we did our last show so i figured uh th- that was something that, that got my attention but then I was checking on the rumor mills. Then I got something I, I found. Uh, I heard that Canon would be trying uh, to create a mirrorless camera full frame. Mm-hmm. And I saw a little write-up that uh, some of their select pro photographers are using uh, Canon full frame mirrorless. So it seems like Canon's going to get into that uh, uh, also, you know. Well, for from what I've heard, full uh, mirrorless is the way to go now. Yeah, I, I've know, never used a mirrorless. I don't really know the difference. You know, I don't mean to cut you off, but no. um, <clears throat> that's. I mean, I'd probably 
would go for a mirrorless for my next buy if Canon has it. Right. Now, the rumor is it that they're going to still use the EOS lenses. So, so it'll still be transferable. So, yeah, you could use it. But the flip side is, I think if you're going to go mirrorless, the idea about going mirrorless, the camera, because there's no flopping mirror, the lenses will mount closer to the to the sensor that you could the, the lenses don't have to be as big but if you're not going to do that then it's kind of like well i i don't know if they got caught with their pants down that nikon's supposed to come out with one and maybe this is their way of saying no no we're in here look you could still use your glass which mm-hmm. in a way is a good idea but i'm i was just i was kind of curious I, I i thought that would be more down the road so it seems like you know they're 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 taking it serious. They so. were probably already working on it, and then Nikon came out and said, "We're doing this." They're like, "Oh wait, we've already been doing right. it." And yeah. it just makes it look like they're trying to play catch up, but right. they're probably already working on it. Yeah, and you know, in the mirrorless thing, I I need to talk to my friend Richard. He switched away from his uh, Canon five D Mark III, which is what I use, and he and he got this adapter. I think it's from Metabones, and. It adapts his uh, Canon glass to this, uh, to the, uh, his, I don't know which Sony he's got, the A7R2, and it autofocuses the, the Canon lenses. I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, and he, what he told me, he loves it, and I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, he goes, I, I really enjoy it. And, uh, but the thing is, you got to figure, okay, you've got, Bigger lenses and in that adapters probably I'm going to guess a good inch or more. Mm-hmm. So now you, you're putting to me more weight on that lens mount, and then here's the thing: you're holding a little camera with this big. You know, to me, how's it going to balance? That's that's the way I look at it. If it's going to be a little tiny camera that's too top heavy, then what's the point? To me, you might as well stay with a DSLR. Yeah, the camera's bigger, but to me. You could hold it. It can better. handle the weight. Yeah. Uh, give it time. The, the lenses will play catch up. Probably so. And that's probably what they're doing. You know, Canon's probably just saying, hey, let's put it out there. And then eventually we'll we'll introduce a new mount. Yeah, we'll work on the base and work our way up from there, which makes total perfect sense, in my opinion. So so that's it. And then I, I've been checking on the uh, on the Nikon front, you know, with uh, their mirrorless camera. And it's Going like this. Business. <laughs> Just, just listen. Hear that cricket? So, so I'm kind of, you know, I was like, well, I thought they would come out with, or at least say something now. So they're probably in their deepest dungeon at Nikon. They're probably still working on it. They're being secretive about it. But supposedly they're supposed to announce it this year. It's probably not going to be unfortunate for me, 2019, because I, I, I'm going to need to update a camera soon. Mm-hmm. So I was hoping that they would come up with that, but the bad thing is, you it know... It gives you a little extra time, put some money aside every month. That way when it comes out, you can just pay full out cash and call yeah. it a day. I know. It's 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 that paying out that whole amount of cash that time. It just it hurts. But, you know... Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. Yeah, I know. That's how I'm going to feel when I upgrade my uh, my stuff this year. Oh, yeah. You can, <laughs> uh, Not my camera. You know, my lenses. Wow, uh, yeah. I get it, need to get a new backdrop. I got the gray one. I need to get a black one. I already talked to our friend Rudy about that. I, I need to get a few other things. I'm working on getting props and stuff. And, 
you know, and I'm event, I'm also going to start paying models, which I think is very important mm-hmm. uh, to any new photographers out there. TFP is the way to start, but eventually you're going to start paying your models because not only it's better for everybody, they get compensation for their time, not only just photos, but they can also argue less with you on what you use and where you use it because then technically you're just paying them for their time. Those photos are yours no matter what, but now you can do with what you want with them. Right, right. And, 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 and that's important to, to, to build up a good, and a, you know, it, r- repertoire with models. Yeah, the worst thing you can do is piss off one model because more than like they, um, they're very community savvy. Mm-hmm. Models talk to each other; they have to in their their line of work, especially with what's been going on in um, the social area these days. Uh, they need to be they need to vent they need to vet the photographers before they work with them and make a partisan whoever. So it's for their own safety that they talk to each other. So if you do something or say something or just be a total idiot. Uh, it's going to bite you. It really will. Uh, I told you a couple weeks ago that uh, we had a model that actually was, um, she was inappropriately touched during her shoot. And um, I, that guy won't be getting any models anytime soon. And there's another photographer out of Fresno who uh, assaulted a woman, and he's not going to get any either. Yeah. So, I mean, these are two guys who, one, it was an ongoing issue with him. A lot of models didn't like him anyway. The other one, it was the first anybody had ever heard of with, of him. My girlfriend Hazel's worked with him before and didn't have a problem. So um, just that one mistake that he made, which was totally inappropriate, even I thought so, um, it's going to cost him models. And it could cost him a job. It could cost him a lawsuit, possibly. You never oh, know. Yeah. So, I mean, as a male photographer in this day and age, we need to be careful. We need to watch our words. We need to watch our gestures. Um, yeah, we're guys deep down. But you need to kind of squash the ten year old oh my god there's a you know there's a pretty lady in front of me, you know giggle and just be as professional as possible unless you already know them and you have a repertoire with them already that's a different thing I mean that's when you you know you go, "Hey, baby, how you doing? you give them a hug and you talk and then you catch up but if it's a new model, please gentlemen, please, and this goes for ladies also, please be as professional as you can uh act. Act like you would if you were a church-going person. Act like you would in church. Yeah, and and you know, and and you don't want to get that reputation as being that guy with a camera that's only out for you know one thing. And and yeah, that that that'll be a good subject for one day to bring up because there's a lot of uh, stories I've heard from other models what what they've had to deal with. Yeah, and unfortunately, our our area has a knack for especially up the road a bit, you know, you know what town I'm talking about. They have a real bad reputation for, you know, for that stuff like that. And it kind of, and, and it affects everybody. But yeah, that's an unfortunate thing. When, and because then, you know, sometimes they have a bad experience and then they'll just give up modeling, you know. Especially if they're new, yeah. Because they don't want to be assaulted. They're not, they're doing this to feel pretty, not to feel objectified. Right. And if someone, if a, a photographer touch their breasts that doesn't need to be done that's objectifying the model that's harassment that's sexual harassment yeah any regular photographer who didn't care about jail time would sock him in the face oh yeah and there's no reason ever for a photographer to touch a model's breasts that's what we have makeup artists for and that's what we have female assistants for if we can't get the shot we need then you find any other way other than hey let me move your breast that is not cool 
Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's something, yeah. There, there, there are ways, you know, and, and I would, any potential model, sometimes you, you, your first few shoots, take a friend with you, you know, you know, or something to help. But make sure it's not your significant other and yeah. make sure they are the same sex as you. So yes. if you're a female, take a female friend. If you're a male, take another bro. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's something to, to think about. Let's move on to today's subject I was thinking of since I'm, I'm, I'm off from college this week from teaching. I was going to think, you know, getting ready for spring photo shoots, you know, so I'm going to gear, uh, well, I'm going to try to gear up. I'm going to order this week for my, uh, let me pull this out here. I wrote it down. It's called a, uh, it's a 80 centimeter portable umbrella reflector softbox with Bowen's mount, mouthful. Does it drive your car for you? Well, actually, for I think it's like forty nine dollars. It's it kind of it's a soft box. You put it together and it pops open like a, like an umbrella would. Right. What I like about it, it's easy to set up on site. Now, I normally I've always used uh, Westcott soft boxes. I've always liked their quality. That's more for the studio. For on-site, this Godox are 49 bucks. The price is right because what I could tell you, when you go on-site with your equipment, it's going to get thrashed. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and you know, here pretty soon, you know, uh, probably by the time we get to May, it's going to be already 100 degrees. So, th- so then you keep it in your trunk, and I got a black Honda. So by the time I get to the shoot, that thing, you know, the heat... And over time, you know, and it, I tell you, it does not fail. The last two times I went up Yoko Valley, it doesn't fail. I'm out there, I, I set up, and I, you know, and I have this, uh, you know, my light on its uh, light stand, and I start to walk away, and here comes a gust of wind, so I have to go run over there and catch it. Yeah. And there's going to be times I'm not going to catch it, and it's going to come down, and it's probably going to, you know, that softbox is just gonna it's, it's gonna, gonna take a beating yeah it's gonna get destroyed so for 49 dollars, okay i figure okay i i can i can live with you the, can afford it yeah you know about you know get, getting that you know replaced or you know i just spend another 49 dollars instead of you know 200 and some dollars so there's that so i'm looking to get that uh, so I'm, I'm this weekend i'm probably going to go up with crystal up to uh california hot springs it's just uh southeast of the portaville area and i'm gonna go scouting around she wants to go with me so we'll go out scouting around for places to shoot out there there's some really neat areas but i've not explored there all through these areas so that that may be a new uh, place for me to go shoot because you know well hell if i had free time i'd go with you but like i said i'm booked all week yeah, so I figured, you know, it's 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 something new. I did shoot there late last winter of a year ago. It was neat, but there was a lot of, because that was the year we finally got rain, and there was a lot of, uh, it got a lot of logs that got washed down. So some of the uh, the trails were too, you know, too, you know, messed up, and some of them got washed out. So I, I didn't get a chance to completely explore it. So I'd like to try and uh, explore more because supposedly you'll be hiking along and all of a sudden there's a natural hot spring right there. 
That'd be cool. Yeah, so there's the, the whole area down there. So that's one thing I want to do. So that's on my bucket list for this week. So I'm, I'm going to try and uh, for spring break to get out. I'm going to try to do a shoot or two. So at least test that light again. Uh, you know, let's see what else. I want to do that. And I, I did tell you the story about the, the Godox bulb. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that was fun. So, uh, so far, so good with the rest of it. I'm happy. And uh, I just want to fine-tune it and uh, try to see what soft boxes I'm going to like. I did do a test shoot, but the soft box was a little too small. Mm-hmm. I usually like bigger soft boxes because the, the light is softer. So size matters. Yeah, size does matter. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I do like the bigger soft boxes, and it's kind of has the octa, you know, it's this, it's rounded. Right. So the catch light's a little round. Kind of so, like my beauty dish. Yes, yes. And so I also ordered, and I, and I got the, uh, the adapter in, because this uh, Bowen's mount thing, I have this little adapter. I'll put it in show notes, what it's called. And uh, you hook up the uh, the light to the AD two hundred, and and you can mount different soft boxes on it. Well, it also has an adapter that you could put the Ellen Chrome, and I have a really nice Ellen Chrome Beauty Dish. Mm-hmm. So I want to take that out there. I did take it one uh, out one night, and it worked great. But the light that was uh, early in the winter, so it got dark early. So I. Are our beauty dishes worth using on location? I've never used one. I've never actually taken a light outside of my house for a shoot. I, I used one with Gracie when I took Gracie out. Uh, uh, was early last winter or late fall? Who's Gracie or Grace? My redhead. Yes. Oh, I didn't know you shot her. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You did. I I call her. I thought you called her Gracie. I call her Grace. Okay. Maybe it's just me. She says, "Well, you, it's either way." So we went up there. And it did work great, but as the light dropped down too fast, it couldn't keep up. Yeah, I was losing light, and the light was too too harsh. But it actually worked pretty good. I've seen Pet use it in the studio, and I, I think that's better where it's. Suited. I love my my uh, beauty dish. I'm loving it. Yeah, so it's it's kind of cool. I just I figured for the heck of it, hey, I'm out here. I'm going to try it because it's not as easy to blow over as a big softbox when you're when you're out there. I'm surprised you don't have sandbags with you. Well, that's you know I have this weights and uh, they're made by Manfrotto, and one of them is six pounds, and I'll I'll keep them in the car when I remember. I'll pull them out. If I'm going to hike for quite a ways, there's no way I'm taking a, a six-pound weight. There's no way. Right. It's just too heavy. Well, if you get um, like just regular sandbags and just fill them up with sand that's on location, that might be something to look into. Yeah. I mean, hell, you see what I use for a weight in my studio is a uh, 25-pound bag of shot for shotguns. Yeah. Because my old man is a... Uh, He's a gun uh, dealer in you know Lemoore, and he just happened to have an extra one. And I asked if I could use it one day, and I just never gave it back. Well, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, you talk about that. Uh, when I was getting certified to be a scuba diver back mm-hmm. a few years ago, they you have these belts that you have to put on uh, to help you 
get down in the water. Yeah. And I had, uh, because of my body, I'm very buoyant because, you know, I'm kind of tall and slender. I needed more weight to get me down, even with all that gear, because when you put on those new neoprene suits, you can't, I mean, if you try to you force yourself down, it's hard. So basically what they do, you get these belts and you fill them with these bags of buckshot. Mm-hmm. And when you have 35 pounds of buckshot on you, man, yeah, you, you, you drop down. There's there's stuff like that. Uh, now, one thing I want to try, I haven't ordered one of these. Uh, they're called C-stands. Uh, it's it's They're supposed to be more stable. Uh, I've heard of a C-string, but I haven't heard of a C-stand. Yeah. How they, they're supposed to be a little bit more stable, and you could adjust them on, on different terrain. Oh, or, okay, I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're so saying. Instead of the regular that looks, that goes, extends, it's kind of lower to the ground. Yeah. But one day I was watching this photographer on YouTube, and he was out in the desert, and he was talking how great they are. But the problem is, when you're out in the desert, the wind was picking up. So, you know, he has his assistant that's filming him. Well, he kept placing the light, and he kept blowing it over, so... I think when it comes to gusty winds, your best thing is to have somebody there just holding it down. You know, this just came to me. What you could do is get a um, a strap, a fabric of some type, or even a bungee cord will work. Wrap it around and just hammer it in with tent poles. Yeah. That might work. Yeah. Because tent poles, they, they're designed to go into the ground like that. They're designed to be hit with a hammer, and they can hold that weight. They can hold a tent down. They can hold down a, a light easily. Yeah, so that might be something you might want to try. So yeah, I, I just need something more, a little bit more stable, because uh, one of the soft boxes I have, I don't think that uh, Godox AD two hundred can uh, can uh, really illuminate it yet. I may have to get the adapter that you, Godox has this thing that you can put two of these lights together that supposedly gives you like four hundred watt power. I don't know if that's you get a true 400 watt power, but it gets two lights together, puts out that power. I have, I think it's a 40 some or 50 some inch uh, softbox from a company that it's kind of, they're pretty interesting. They're called Cheetah Stand. They're out of Texas, and uh, they're they're really nice people. The owner called me because I I emailed him a question, and man, he he got on the phone and called me, but I I couldn't take the call. And uh, they make two types of uh, soft boxes, the ones I like to use. One's called the soup bowl and the other the rice bowl. One's deeper than the other. Uh, the quality blew me away. How they're built and how fast they are to put together and shoot really blew me away. And I really liked them. And the one interesting thing with them, they have a plate in the back that you could take off and put whatever uh, lighting system that you use. Like I've been using with Ellen Chroms. It has the Ellen Chrom adapter. If I don't want it, I just undo four uh, like bolts and put. I could put the Bowens mount or okay. whatever mount that 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 you you have. So that was kind of neat. They're an interesting company. And and actually, the, their service and everything was really was really good. So I was I was pleasantly surprised. How was the pricing? It's very good. It, honestly, like I said, I've always liked Westcott. Uh, their soft boxes. I've been using Westcott. Jeez, 
for probably almost 20 years. Back when it was Eastcott, huh? Yeah. (laughs) And and actually, you know, I I got to know one of the sales reps, and he was from back east. He had like a New York (laughs) accent. And I would go to these shows, and I would go to this, uh, they had, I think it was called Photo West. It was down in uh, Pasadena. And I'd go down there, and the trick is you go on the last day of the show. Mm-hmm. So what I do, I go and I'll stop and I stop by the Westcott booth and I just looked at a softbox and I kept looking, kept looking. Then you know, I'd go, you know, I talked to the guy and, you know, I say, hey, where are you from? And, you know, he's, oh, yeah, New York. Everybody asked me for that. And, you know, we talked for a while. Then I'd go. Then another pass, I'd come by his booth again. He goes, yeah, you're really looking at that. And I go, yeah, I really like it. He goes, it's sexy. And he goes, you, you'll be back. And then at the end of the show, what I found, right when they're packing up, mm-hmm. they don't want to pack up all that gear. Oh, they'll, they'll drop prices. I learned that from yeah. Renaissance Fairs. And he came, he goes, so you ready to buy it? And I go, yeah. And he goes, here. And he wrote a thing. He goes, how's that? And I go, hey, man, that's cool. And I got it at a great show price. So I, I've always liked their quality of, of boxes. So, you know, that that's something that to, to, to look at. I've always... But their portable stuff to take on site, I don't, you know, I think they're a little overpriced. They're not made as well. The cheetah stand, the way it goes together, just blew my mind how how fast I could put this box up. Mm-hmm. I took it to 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 the college one day. We're doing a, a last semester. I was teaching a Photoshop class, so I was looking for students. Uh, we were doing these trick things where. Uh, we would do effects with photos. Right. But what we did, I, I, I got student volunteers. I gave them extra credit. They were models, so we would, uh, were doing headshots. And I took this gear in, and they were working on the computers. I said, just work while I'm... Uh, so I made my classroom a, a little studio. In a matter of seconds, I had the softbox up, and they turned around like, oh, my God, where'd you get that from? And it was it just the way it, it just... Boom, it just goes up. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I'll have to bring it over one day. And so that's kind of nice. I I like that. So I may, I'm not going to be able to use it with this light. I could try it, but I don't think there's enough power. That's when I take my Ellen Croms with those Paul C. Buff battery packs Mm -hmm. on site. But the thing is, now I got a battery pack and I got this. Where this Godox, it's got a built-in lithium battery, so that makes it kind of nice and, and more portable. You might want to get a, um, I forgot what they're called. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what do they, uh, wha- uh, wheelbarrow. And carry all your stuff on location. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, talking about companies and stuff, I found amongst all my equipment, one company name keeps coming up. And I, I've really... I enjoy what little of their stuff I do have. Impact. Yes. I, I, they're light stands for the most part, right? They're not actual lights or anything like that. I've never looked them up. I like their light stands. They're really, they're, they can take a beating. Yes. They, they also make lights and light modifiers. So they, they, I think how they started, they started off making little modifiers for strobes. Uh huh. And then, uh, the next thing I know, I've seen they, they create uh, light stands. Then I've seen them create, uh, what else? A light. They have like a 
four or five hundred watt light that you could take on site too. So, what do you think of them? Are they good or are they just? I have one of my. I'll bring it over. I like it, but you'll have to see it. You'll have to see. And I I look at this impact, and I look at Godox, and I look at some of these other ones. Newer, an, another one that you'll see on. We're not supposed to mention that Amazon because somebody doesn't like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to get them on the show. Uh, actually, newer is actually who makes these uh, microphone right. holders that we're using right now for this podcast. Right. So uh, a lot of their stuff, it's just rebranded. But the the impact one, what I don't like about it, when you open it, it has like these plastic ribs. And, I mean, it works. Actually, when I shot Gracie, that's what I used. And uh, you, you just got to sit there and you got to go, okay, and you got to be careful because I fear I'm going to snap one of these. But again... Oh, wait, on the actual light box? On the actual... That's oh. how mine opens up also. And I actually like it because it, it's, when it snaps in, you know it's good to go. Right. But when you see this Godox, not Godox, this Impact. Cheetah Stand one, mm-hmm. how it mounts, how it goes up, it's just amazing. And pretty soon you have this huge lot, you know, light modifier that, boom, I mean. I'll have to check. The, yeah, I, the I can't quali- wait to see it. Like I say, the quality, the build quality just blew me away. I I, I figured, okay, it's got a decent price, but I was, just, I was expecting like, okay, I'm taking a chance. Is it going to be that good? Then I, you know, it's one of those things. Again, I I like the Westcott. I've always liked their stuff. There's another one. I think it's called Photoflex that I've used. I can't. I don't even know if they're around anymore. I think they still are. <laughs> it's it's weird because you turn around and you go, you know, you go to B and H or Outerama or one of these sites and you start looking up stuff and it's or like, Horn Photo in or downtown Horn. Fresno. <laughs> Are they in downtown or are they in the Fig Garden Village? I think they're in the Fig Garden Village. I've been there twice. I I liked Horn Photo when they were over there on Olive back in the day. That was a fun place to go to. I really wish they had a Visalia branch. That would be so much fun. Yeah. I I mean, that would be our place to hang out. It's like, hey, man, want to go to Burger King? Let's go to Horn. Well, you know, it's sad that all the the, uh, camera stores are disappearing so that's kind of a sad part, you know. Yeah, Mike's, Mike's camera was the last one to go out in Visalia, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so 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 the, when they went, you know, that was it. And, you know, uh, you know, at least you, you, you had somewhere to go, you know, talk, test, you know, the, about equipment. Now the closest place that I could think of, and I don't know what Horn has. See, I I never went to Horn because they were mainly they would only sell, I believe, Canon gear. But now they have Nikon. They have everything from oh, what I can tell. Um, I know our our friend Rudy. That boy, I don't think I've ever actually seen him shoot with a Nikon or a Canon. I think it's always like Minolta or or um, just like brands that I wouldn't I forget even exist to be honest with you. And he he gets to play with all these fun toys and he's like, Oh, I'm playing with this this week. And you know, we just got this in and he, he uses it that way. He can better inform his customers what they're getting. That's what I appreciate about him. He makes sure that he, not only does he know the specs, but he's actually worked with most of that stuff. So he can tell you whether or not it's any good for what you're doing. And I've seen his work. It is phenomenal. Yeah. I'd, I'd have to. Yeah. Cause, 
It's the only other place I could think of other than going horn locally. You you almost have to go to Santa Barbara or mm. Pasadena to Sammy's camera. But anymore, I mean, camera stores have just disappeared. I mean, you don't see them. I mean, yeah, I guess we could go to Best Buy or Costco, but that, you know... You, you're you're not going to get any information on anything, and, and and they don't carry the big you know the big cameras you know the they they're going to carry the four to five hundred dollar cameras. Right, right. So yeah, that's too bad. You know, I, I guess that's the bad thing about online Amazon and everything. It's it's killed the little camera stores. Well, let's be honest. You know who started it was Walmart. Yeah, Walmart. Yeah, they're the eight hundred pound gorilla. Yeah, they were the 800-pound gorilla. Just, um, I would say Amazon is the 800-pound gorilla of actually online shopping, whereas Walmart destroyed. It was the beginning of the end. It really was. I mean, with with Walmart gone, it, it exited, you know, Circuit City and, you know, uh, JC, or I don't know if JCPenney's still around, but uh, oh, what's that, uh, Mervyn's. Yeah. Um, I mean, just right now, uh, Toys R Us is gone. Yeah. I mean, they're they're struggling. There's like a, a petition to try to keep some of them open somehow. I mean, online has totally changed everything there is. And Walmart was the beginning. They were late for the online part of it, but they were the true first big box store, and they they've decimated the landscape. Yeah, and and one thing to to remember, I know people are a little heartbroken about Toys R Us, but growing up here in Tulare, when I was a little kid. We had a toy store downtown, and I used to love going to that place. So when my mom would go shopping, you know, back then downtown Tulare was nice, and uh, she would you it was safe that she would just leave me there at the toy store, right? And I would build models, so I'd, I'd I'd just sit there for an hour just looking at all the models, and you know, every once in a while, you know, I could buy one, but. Toys R Us killed all the little toy stores. Now online killed, you know, Toys, toys R Us. Us. It's a vicious cycle. It, it is, and it's it's sad. You, you're seeing this. The only thing is, it's you know, you can't grab or touch something online. You know. Yeah, but here's the thing about online. I mean, Amazon. You can say, and our friend would say this too. It's decimated the camera landscape, electronics even, because uh, I would say Amazon's the reason why Circuit City no longer exists. Um, but you got your Amazons, you got your Ebays, but then you got sites like Etsy. And what I appreciate about Etsy is it gives people with skills the chance that they they would never have um, otherwise. You can order something from someone in Seattle. Like if you want, if someone can make scarves and they're really pretty, but no one in Seattle freaking wants these scarves, but they might be really hot in Albuquerque. It, It gives people an outlet to it's a giant marketplace it's a giant i consider it a giant thrift store that's what i think of etsy it's not a really good description but it's how i think of it it gives you a chance to sell what you can do to anybody i've bought a that frame behind you i've bought from etsy so i mean that was made from re reclaimed barn wood in like minnesota or some crap like that and they they tar- they they uh, they painted it really pretty. It was about thirty five bucks, and I'm okay with buying it for that amount. That's about what I would pay at Michael's. Um, I appreciate it gives the little guy a chance to show what they can do, and you never know; someone might make it big off of Etsy. I'm pretty sure there are stores that make 
bunches of money. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. There's, I think there is photography on Etsy also. I believe there is. Yeah. So um, for every Amazon, for every eBay, for all of that jazz, you get sites like Etsy. It, it gives the consumer. Um, you could say it because of Amazon, the consumers automatically go to Amazon, but then when the consumers online long enough, they start to realize Amazon isn't just it. It's just one store and they start to realize there's so much more you can purchase so much more that you can find that you never even knew existed. You can find metalsmiths, you can find woods, you know, woodcraft, right. you can find anything. And if it's, you're someone who's into that sort of thing, you have an outlet to, sell your goods you know what i found on etsy i had them make me a custom stamp with my logo so there's certain things uh, i actually have these photos i did of hazel and i put them in these plastic uh sleeves to protect them so when i would give them i think out, they're over there yeah i got some but then when i got they made this stamp so and i got the wax so what i do for i uh i seal them with wax with my logo on old school, it. I like it. And I got, and they still have that on Etsy where, well, they'll make that for you, which is kind of cool. Because yeah. if, if you try to go anywhere to make a custom, you know, stamp, you know, people are like, like, what's that? You know, why must you do this? Are you from the Middle Ages? Yeah, Quick, was, get the queen. It was funny because my uh, my uh, tax guy he was talking about. He's like, man, you don't have enough deductions. Don't don't you buy stamps? And I'm like, no. How do people pay you? I say, everything's electronic. You know, we've, <laughs> we've gotten to a point, you know. Yeah. It's that instant gratification that, you know, it's we want it fast, we want it now, and, and, and that's the way it goes. So, Unfortunately, bill collectors are the same way about the oh, instant yeah. gratification. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, let's let's stop off there for today. But uh, anything Aww. you want to leave off with? Um. Other than it's going to be an extremely busy week for the both of us. I mean, not really. Uh, it's going to be a hot summer, so yeah, we we better be ready to be do a lot of in studio shooting because it's going to be too damn hot to go out there. I'm afraid it's going to be a long hot summer. I, I've shot in 115 degree sand and I had second degree burns. I don't want to do it again. And that model was a champ for wearing a fur coat in it. Yeah. Well, I'd like to leave a little shout-out for a friend of mine. His name is Joe Schaefer from Sweetwater. So he's the one that's been equip, equipping me with all this nice gear. They've given me great service, so I want to give a shout-out to him because, you know, he's he's answered my questions, and, and I appreciate that. And uh, God and, knows you're full of questions. Yes, and then <laughs> uh, the only thing I want to leave out is... To open up that aperture and let some creative light in. See, I remembered it this time. It's about time. Gosh, it's, it's not. It's just your, you know, motto. It's my motto. But uh, you know, when, when, when I'm awake now, even though I only had one beer. Mine's easy. I just say, just keep shooting. See, there you go. All right. All right. Take care, man. Aperture Priority is an Avila Studios production. For more information on what Avila Studios has to offer, please visit us on the World Wide Web at avilastudios.com.